Welcome to Call That Girl's Office 365 Show. Keep up with Lisa's day-to-day problems and solutions she encounters with Outlook, third-party apps, and Office 365. The learning never ends, folks. Learn from Lisa. Welcome to Call That Girl's Office 365 Show. I'm Lisa Hendrickson, your hostess, and this is show number 77. If you want to check out my past shows and notes, you can go to callthatgirl.biz slash office365. Now, if you're new to the show, you might be wondering, what is this show about? Well, it's usually about me, my Outlook jobs, the Office 365 work I've done, jobs I've done. Sometimes it's just me. Sometimes there's a guest. And now with my new coming show, I might talk about other parts of my business that I like talking about, such as operations, consulting, sales, social media, SEO, whatever comes my way. Just to let you know, um, today is March 5th, and I believe I'm going to be in Chicago next week. And then after that will be the um, my new show I'll be doing. It's called The Call That Girl Show. And I'm still going to talk about Office and Outlook and all the other things I do, but um, I'm just going to have a new variety to it and some other uh, topics, I guess. And it will be on YouTube. I'm not exactly sure how I'm going to record it yet over Zoom or with live folks or just recorded. or I'm not sure yet, but we'll figure it out on the way. Now, today's show is going to be a little interesting because I'm going to talk about that OneDrive again and SharePoint and a few of the jobs I did. There's not too many jobs, but uh, strangely, on one Monday uh, last week, I happened to have three OneDrive jobs, and I just wanted to kind of go through all those jobs with you guys. So as you're a technician out there, you'll learn from that. And also, we're going to talk about a project I've been involved in with Matthew Rodella. Um, Him and I have been working on this project for over a year it's called the Computer Business Breakthrough. I already did the interview with Matthew a few days ago, so the segue to it hopefully won't seem weird to you. But after the the bit with um, Matthew, then we're going to talk about the OneDrive. So stay tuned for the OneDrive stuff. But I want you all to listen in on the Computer Business Breakthrough project. Uh, Matt and I worked on this for, oh, man, it's it's been well over a year for sure. But him and I had so many things in common with the work we did. Him and I used to be computer repair techs. Then we started niching out. He worked in WordPress work. I worked in Outlook. And we both kind of expanded our territories and niched out. And then we both have written books. We both have done podcasts. We both have done videos. And we decided to collaborate on this project. And what it is, and Matt and I will talk about it here in a minute, but from my point of view, it's a very extensive learning course. And, you know, it's not it's not a cheap class to take. But if you're looking to educate yourself, learn new methods and either, you know, um, fine tune your business now and learn some new things or niche out like we did. This class is definitely worth taking, I believe. So I'm going to lead into that interview right now and then we'll come back to the OneDrive. Well, as you guys all know, I have niched out with my business in the past few years and kind of got out of general break-fix repairs, and I started noticing the need for the Outlook and Office 365 and getting rid of the rest, and this is where I'm going to pull in my guest here, Matthew Rodella. Welcome, Matt. How's it going? Hey, good. A lot of you folks probably know Matthew Rodella from the interwebs with all of the work he's done online, which is similar to my work. We're going to talk about that today with Matthew, but Matthew did what I did. We both niched out on our own with other things that involved kind of the work we did. Right, Matt? That's right. Yep. Uh, I think we kind of followed similar paths unbeknownst to each other. And then uh, we just kind of came together and like, hey, 
I, you know, I niched out and did this and you're like, Oh, I niched out and did this and it's been working well. And so we kind of just, you know, started uh, talking about it and, and found out we had a lot of similarities. We did. And that was kind of neat. Once we started thinking more in depth about this project, um, for those of you that haven't been listening to the last shows, I'll catch you up real quick. Matthew and I worked on a project called the computer business breakthrough. And uh, we're going to talk to Matt about that today because I want you folks to understand the background of the project and the value it'll have for you and how it really never changes. I think Matt, I mean, it can constantly keep building right what yeah. we're doing so what matt and i did was um well, actually i want matt to kick off and start by telling us um first a little bit about what you're up to now and then how you came across the idea to partner with me on this project okay uh well these days um i am a, a wordpress consultant is what i like to call myself so i basically help folks uh build websites in wordpress or troubleshoot wordpress issues or uh, you know, recommend plugins or, or different functionality that they can do in WordPress. I do dabble a little bit in development as well. Um, so if people want functionality that's not available in a plugin, I can help them do that. Uh, so that's been something I've been doing. Basically, that's been my focus for the last year and a half or so. Uh, before that, I was doing kind of like you, you know, general mm -hmm. uh, IT services, break fix, um, IT consulting, basically anything you threw at me, <laughs> I would try to fix it. Um, you know, and I, I was just trying to uh, navigate my way through uh, entrepreneurship because uh, I, I went from, you know, being in a corporate office doing, uh, doing uh, you know, infrastructure break fix kind of stuff and, and help desk type stuff. And then I went off on my own um, and just tried to, you know, fix computers and, and be an IT consultant. And I found that uh, it was just it was hard for me to get clients because I didn't really have a, a focused message. I wasn't sure exactly who I was and what the <laughs> services I provided were. Um, and that's when I started, you know, realizing that, hey, this this whole uh, website WordPress world is, is a lot of fun. It's what I enjoy doing. Uh, it's uh, something I'm good at. Uh, so I decided a, a couple years ago to start really focusing on that. And that's kind of what led me to where I am now. Oh, I can just tell you, Matt, that um, it's invaluable what you offer to technicians for help. For those of you that don't know, Matt is in Facebook groups. He's on Technobull. He's very interactive. And I think that uh, besides the point that you actually have a clientele list that's not technical, the technicians love working with you, too. Yeah, and that was kind of like a, almost a, a side niche <laughs> that, I, that I found was, um, you know, a, a few years ago, I happened to uh, have the opportunity to acquire Tech Site Builder, uh, the product that uh, Steve Cherubino started uh, as kind of a, a WordPress template for computer repair business owners. And I, I acquired that from him. He decided to get out of the business. And so I took it over and turned it into more of a hosted kind of like Squarespace or, or Wix, if, if you're familiar with that kind of oh, yeah. that kind of thing where you sign up, you get a, a website fully hosted, fully managed. You can build it, add the content you want, add the images you want, and then, or we could do it for you. And then it's just kind of taken care of. So, cause you know, being a, uh, computer repair guy myself and and getting to know other computer repair business owners one of their huge frustrations was um, not even a frustration but they would waste a lot of time trying to put together a website mm -hmm. and they're not really you know that's not that's not their their strong suit so exactly. uh, you know I figured that would be a good service so those are kind of the two things I do side by side now as I do the WordPress consulting and I also run tech site builder 
uh, and both of those, you know, kind of back to, to computer business breakthrough, both of those are passions of mine that I love doing and I've been able to find a niche, a good niche in both. Uh, and that's, you know, that's, that's kind of, and back to your original question, why did we, you and I get together to do computer business breakthrough? And it was, you know, we were talking about this and we, we thought, you know, we, we have found success and happiness, really fulfillment, mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it through, you know, finding a niche and then dominating a niche, getting out there and, and being interactive, like you said, on social media and, and starting a podcast and all that other stuff. And there's a lot of other technicians that seem like they're frustrated with the break fix world and they're not really growing and, and you know, uh, hardware uh, repair is starting to kind of dwindle a little bit now that, you know, Apple is predominant and, and hardware is being better made and, and break fix isn't as, as lucrative as it used to be. So. You and I said, you know, hey, why don't we, you know, put together first to start as an ebook, right? Why don't yeah. <laughs> we put together an ebook to tell people kind of what we did to break out of break fix and get into more niche services? Um, and then we decided as we were brainstorming that, you know, there's a lot going on here. And a lot of this is just kind of stuff that we need to show, you know, on the screen or talk through. So we figured, why don't we put together uh, a, some sort of video? type thing for this to, to help. And, and that's where Computer Business Breakthrough was born. Oh yeah, it went through a lot of changes. And uh, the thing I loved about the project working with you on it was that we kept finding different things as we were creating it. So um, for folks that are listening, I'll have a link in the show notes for you to check it out so you can go. Uh, we've got a few um, free marketing videos and some other things, but we really want you to get to know the, the what we call CBB. Because there's a lot of things that a lot of technicians don't know that Matt and I share and we do screen sharing and we talk about real numbers and we actually have real stories and we're, we're, we're people, you know, and, and also Matt has a podcast as well. I forgot to mention that. Um, so we want to teach you. And that's the one thing Matt and I both, I think have the equal um, that we both like doing is sharing and writing books and telling people things. And so what you're going to learn from this, uh, from our computer business breakthrough is real stories from the, was it called from the trenches? Yeah, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> well, I can tell you that we put out uh, 49 videos and at the end we actually had to count. I made Matt do it because there were so many. And then we kept making out handouts and worksheets and it actually, didn't we kind of consider it like a summer you know, like session for school? Like a, It's basically like taking a semester in, in school for you know, in, in this case, it's uh, breaking out of break fix or, or learning how to, I mean, there's really a lot of things you can learn. So it's not just um, cho uh, breaking out of break fix or choosing a niche. That's part of it. But a lot of it's talking about the, the marketing we do with our, our websites and our blogs and our podcasts and mm -hmm. go through all that stuff, how we run our business, how we keep track of the numbers and um, how we grow our business and, and all of that stuff. Um, failures, failures we learned. Yeah, it's basically just yeah. opening the curtain to our business and talking about, you know, what we've done to grow it over the years and the lessons we've learned. Yeah, and I think that I've really, you know, at the very end, I was like, you know, Matt, this is not really a breaking out. It could be for a company that just wants to kickstart their business. Like they've been in a funk for a while. Yep. And uh, if they've been in a funk for a while doing the same shit over and over again, it's kind of like, well, invest in this class, spend the time listening to each video, writing your own notes, doing the worksheets, doing the handouts, listening to the, what do we have, 10 guests? I mean, we've got enormous amounts of content in this thing for you to take 
your own notes and create your own game plan based upon what we did. And you don't have to love everything we love. There might be some nuggets. We've had a couple students that were like, just that one nugget was all I needed to do other things. One guy wrote an ebook. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and the cool thing about, you know, what, what you just said was that, and the cool thing about this course is it's, it's, it's coming from two different perspectives. And a lot of times as we're going through the different topics, you and I will have different approaches to things or different ideas of how to do something. So it's not, it's not just one person this entire time saying, this is how you're supposed to do it. This is the only way it works. It's you're getting the perspective of two people, two different ways that we approach something and both of them worked for our different personalities or our different business. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it's cool to kind of, you know, hear two, two sides to every story. Yeah. And we also found during, while we were making things, we learned from each other. Oh, I didn't know I could do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that yeah. I learned a lot. It was, it was, it was very, it was a, a, a class for me as well. Well, I remember um, saying, oh, I got to remember to start doing that, or I want to do that, or I didn't know about that tool. Because when Matt and I were doing the screen sharing, it was really interactive for ourselves, too. It was like we were just having our own little chat-a-thon, I think, sometimes. <laughs> right. But it was all good stuff. So let me ask you, while the my, my listeners are listening in here, what were some of the favorite parts of creating all these videos that you really enjoyed? Um. Well, I mean, again, learning learning some new stuff from you was a, a lot of fun. Um, kind of recalling um, how I did certain things to to arrive at where I am now. Kind of, you know, winding the clock and reliving certain things, like putting together my podcast for the first time, and and how you know when you first put out a podcast, it's a little scary because there's not a lot of people listening, and you're not sure you know what what the point is or if if anything's good's gonna come of it. And then fast forward to now where, you know, I have thousands of listeners and I've gotten lots of jobs as a result of the podcast and to kind of take people on that journey of, you know, being scared and not quite knowing what's going to happen at the beginning. And then to now where, you know, things are working out pretty good. It's, it's kind of fun to do that. Yeah. I have to say, I, I learned quite a bit too from us going through the exercises ourselves Yep. because I would catch myself going, you know what? I just said, I do this process. I do the process. But I'm like, I can fine tune it now even better because I always take from my learning experiences. And that's what I think we share a lot of is our experiences and things. Yeah, it also helps just to kind of lay out a, a, a plan. Like we talk through your plan. And, mm -hmm. and then as we were talking through our plans or what we do, we started to realize, oh, hey, there's this gap here that I didn't think about because I hadn't really actually talked through my plan. And so it, it's nice to say, okay, Especially there's, there's a, um, a module in there called service delivery where we talk about, you know, um, how we treat our clients from the time they arrive to our website or give us a call on the phone through the service we give them uh, through the aftercare and everything in between. And just talking, both of us talking through that, we, you know, realize some different gaps in our, in our processes that, uh, that we could fill because we just kind of sat there and, and thought through the whole process. And so people who, who join the course can kind of go through that process with us and then they can find their own, you know, holes in their own processes and, and fill those in and get a smoother operation going as a result. Yeah. And that might actually um, come into my next question. What were the hardest struggles of the CBB? <laughs> well, honestly, it was just it, it, the, the scope of, of the whole thing. I mean, we didn't realize how involved and how in-depth this thing was going to get when we first started putting it together. And then as, you know, we, we wanted an ebook and then we realized, oh, this is too much stuff for an ebook. So then we wanted to do uh, live webinars. 
And then we realized this is even too in-depth to, to be able to do an hour-long webinar on each of these topics. So then we decided, okay, let's break it up into training videos. And even then, you know, it took us months to put this together because we would, you know, record the videos and we'd have to take some time to like think about what we were going to talk about in the next session. And then we'd record those videos and then, you know, we're both busy also. So, I know. Um, so it was just, it, it was a lot of content uh, and it, it took a while, but then when we were done, we were, you know, relieved and we had an awesome product at the end. And so, it, you know, that was just one of the struggles was actually just finding the time to put the whole thing together because it's a lot of content. Oh, yeah. And that's what a lot of entrepreneurs, I think their struggle is, is that we want to do so many things because we're so creatively, like we see things online and we're like, I want to do that too. And I can do that because I have the knowledge to do it. Mm -hmm. And it's making the time. And we talk about that in the CBB also is your core business, your side work, the fun stuff, being an entrepreneur. You know, I think what uh, my hardest struggle was is that I decided to kick off some other ventures and because I, me and you had spent so much time doing it that I was all excited in video mode. And some of those right. ventures didn't really work out, but I don't consider them at all failures. I consider them really important learning lessons to my future. You know, I have the skills to do this now. I mean, for those of you that don't know what it's like to put together 49 videos, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot of work. Yes. And, yes. and by the time man and I were done, we were like so exhausted, but I was on a high to make videos, so I kept making them. Well, some parts of the videos actually really worked in my favor. Um, my YouTube channel, I'm getting calls now, Matt, like I think probably four or five a week now from people that find my videos on YouTube. Nice. And that was something I didn't realize. And after we started the CBB, so I was like totally on with videos after that. So I'm just trying to share with my listeners here that what the class I think can do for you folks is enlighten you. And, and there's some investment behind it, not only the financials, but the time. I mean, 49 videos plus your own worksheets plus everything else, it's, it's going to be a lot of work. But I think that the nuggets you'll get out of it that'll work for you and your business or whatever you want to get out of it will be very beneficial. Yeah, and the way we have yeah. the, the class set up on the back end is, you know, you, you sign up and then you get the first session uh, right away, but then it, it, you have to wait a week until you get the next session and then you have to wait a week for the next session. So <laughs> we don't dump it all at you at once. We, we give you kind of a time to to digest the material and and then you know think about it before we release the next uh the next session yeah. and then we do that for for 10 sessions so after 10 weeks then you'll have access to all of the videos for as long as you want so if if you just don't have the time to to go through one session a week you know you can go through one session a month and then after about a year <laughs> you'll you'll be through all the <laughs> all the stuff and then you can go back and rewatch the older videos it's all the videos are there for you for as long as you want so that's the good thing, right? It's not like a semester in college where you have to get through that material no. in a certain amount of time. This material is there for you as long as you want it. It's not like the type of thing that I do is when I go buy a training video online, I just jump around. <laughs> yeah. This isn't that kind of class, folks. Yeah, this kind of takes you on a journey. So you have to, you know, you have to go through it step by step. And that's kind of why we release each session one after the other. Because, you know, we start with choosing a niche and then we start and then we go to pricing. And it's really hard for you to, to figure out your pricing before you, you, know, you, mm -hmm. you figure out what niche you want to focus on. And then after pricing, we talk about service delivery. Again, you, know, you want to make sure you have your pricing set up first before you start taking on clients to then bring them through your service delivery process and so on and so forth. We do marketing later and then we do business analytics after that. And it all kind of flows in a, in a logical manner. 
Oh, no, at the very, like, the eighth and ninth video, I was like, I can't believe how much we're teaching. Oh, my gosh. We were just digging into everything, and it was really the fun part, was I was doing my own assessment of my whole business while we were doing this. So, me and Matt did it, and you can do it with us, I think. Cause, there you go. And then it might be a good, like I was saying earlier, kickstart for some folks that, like, I'm on my 10th year now, you know, and, and I'm noticing that I'm in my second round of growing right now. After 10 years, I'm going to another round. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Most businesses go through those, those cycles. And sometimes you're at that point where you just need a shot of adrenaline or some fresh ideas or just some motivation. And that's kind of what we, we try to do here as well. Yeah, me too. All right, Matt. Well, before we close up here, do you get anything else you want to add in? Uh, no, just, you know, this, uh, this was a, a passion project of, of Lisa in mine and, and we, we put a lot of work into this and we, we kind of just laid it all out there, right? We mm-hmm. did a huge brain dump of, of everything that we've, we've learned and everything that we know, and we put it into Computer Business Breakthrough. So, um, you know, I'd love to, for you guys to, you know, go check it out and watch. We got some sample videos there on the website and some sample interviews. Uh, we didn't even really dig too much into the interviews, but we, we've got, you know, some heavy hitters like Marcin from Malwarebytes and Troy from Repair Shopper and... Fabrice from Fabs Auto Backup, and we dig into, you know, they all started as techs, and we talk Mm -hmm. about how they started in BreakFix and how they were able to break out into, you know, offering products or other types of services, and and there's a lot of gold nuggets in those interviews as well. Oh, yeah, and the best part is, is that my listeners, I'm going to guess, because it's an Office 365 show, are fans of Office 365. I've always encouraged uh, folks to you know, start up and be a consultant, but it's not easy. And in my in uh, show number 76, I believe I talk about how to be an Office 365 consultant. To get to where I am, and I'm not even at the top level, it's a lot of work. So plan on having an adventure if you just want to do that, because there's a lot of things you have to do, and that's why we cover it all from what we know anyway in the CBB. Yeah, and some people are better suited for, you know, being a consultant. Some people are better suited for maybe, you know, coming out with a product or something like they, like, you know, the guys did with repair shopper yeah. or malware bytes. Um, I'm doing a little bit of both. I got tech site builder as kind of a product and I got the WordPress consulting and, and it's all very, you know, it's all kind of similar. It's just, yeah. it's the, the end results a little different, but the marketing and the setting up the pricing and the process and everything is all pretty much the same. Oh, I wish I could create a product that was automated. <laughs> yeah. Can't do it. it ain't me. And it's not. It's never truly automated, right? There's support, no. and and you know you gotta make improvements and stuff. So even, yeah, even but, though it seems automated, it's definitely still very hands on. Yeah, but I gotta say, I've been watching the Tech Site Builder since you relaunched it, and you've added on a lot of cool features that that people are buying because you're finding the need for it. And that's, I mean, yep. we can do a whole video about that. It's just, that <laughs> right. I've seen you do it because people are wanting it and they'll pay for it. And um, that's part of the niche out is you build something that can grow. Yep. And you yep. listen to your clients and if they tell you they want something and it's something you can give them, uh, you know, go <laughs> give it to them. Got to give it to them. Yep. All right, folks. So in the show notes, I'm going to put a few links here. Uh, we're going to put a link to Matt's tech site builder. So if you are, you don't even have to be a technician. You can have any business and buy the tech site builder, I believe. Right, Matt? Yeah, it's, it's really, yeah. you know, um, uh, flexible. So yeah. any kind of niche you're in, you can yeah. use it. it is, I've seen on the back end, it's real nice. I've helped a couple of people with some stuff. 
not um, on the Facebook group. So we're going to put Tech Site Builder link in there, the Computer Business Breakthrough link. We're also going to put your Friendly Neighborhood Computer Guy page. Uh, Matt has um, tons of podcasts and other free downloads and other things there. It's a good resource page. And um, do you want anything else up there, Matt? No, that's plenty. That's it. <laughs> That'll keep people busy. That's right. Yeah, well, we, we both have a lot going on. I've actually just redid my nav bar. It's huge. So, yeah. Nice. All right. Well, thanks, Matt, for coming on. And we will see you maybe another show here. And Sounds good. All right. Thanks. And then thanks. Uh, moving along here, folks, next up, we're going to be talking about OneDrive synchronizing. Okay. Now we're going to move into the OneDrive SharePoint topic today. And if you've listened to my shows in the past, you've known that I'm – kind of uncomfortable with the OneDrive jobs and I'm a little more comfortable actually with SharePoint because I've kind of got that down, but the OneDrive still gives me problems. And you know, the reason why it gives me problems is because people are calling me to fix it rather than set it up. And when people go and set it up themselves with Microsoft or just, you know, on their own following with the instructions they found online, you know, it might work for a little bit, but the clients always have a problem well, not always, but the ones that call me do. And the problems can occur from many different things. It could be that they have too many files in the OneDrive that won't synchronize. They can have long names for the folders or the files. They might have old Windows XP data, which we've all known about that. You know, if you've got stuff from like 2003 on there, the it kicks that back too. There's also just many other issues with the sync clients with the Windows. Um, I know that, uh, windows seven, you know, doesn't have, it seems to not have as many problems, but windows eight might windows 10 might, and there's a lot of differentials on the computers such as firewalls and antivirus and who knows, and also two versions of OneDrive. So, like I said, for you folks out there that are setting it up from scratch and you don't have any problems, congrats. Okay. I happen to be a break fix technician that gets the calls for it. And on the show today, I'm going to talk about OneDrive and SharePoint and the three jobs I took in one day and how I resolved them and some tips for you guys because not everything is so easy with this OneDrive. And um, I'll talk about how long it takes to fix these problems sometimes and the expectations you might want to tell your clients if you have to repair it because it's not just as easy as, oh, let's just resync it. <laughs> Definitely not that easy. So the first job I'm going to talk about is um, a client called me, said they wanted a quote for a migration of, of over 100 mailboxes. I was like, hey, cool, this will be fun. You know, I, I team up with a guy so we can do a migration assisted because this company had a technician already. I gave them the forms. They filled it out. Then they actually turned around and booked an appointment with me, which I thought was strange. And they said, well, we want to just make sure, you know, that our data – we want to talk about the data and our servers and everything else before we do anything else. And I was like, oh, okay. So they booked a one-hour appointment. And they didn't really tell me everything, which was fine. That's kind of common. They know what they want to talk about, and assuming I'm going to be the tech who does it. But what they really wanted was to sit and talk about OneDrive for that consulting period and taking their data off the network and putting it onto the cloud. And they've already told me, well, they told me in the first hour that they've already tried setting it up with some test people and they've already had problems. And I said, well, what problems are you having? And they're basically the same song and dance everybody else has, except they couldn't share very easily 
And they were having issues with that. And I said, well, maybe you're not using the right product. Maybe your team needs to use SharePoint. Now, because Microsoft doesn't really market the word SharePoint, they, they market the word online sharing uh, in based, most of their marketing. So online sharing you know, can be OneDrive or SharePoint, and not everybody should be using OneDrive for team sharing outside of the company. You know, here's what I try to tell people is OneDrive is for one person. SharePoint is for sharing. And the company didn't know that. So once they found out and I showed them SharePoint, I logged in and did a remote job and I showed them their admin panel and their SharePoint site. And I was like, look, here's how you do this. And then you can sync that library with your computer. And luckily, they didn't want to have any syncing with the computers. They were all mobile. So it really would work out better for them. And the SharePoint turned out to be the exact answer they needed. So I said to them, look, Here's just the basics about SharePoint, but if you want to have any more detailed work, I do know of people that you can hire to do some more fancier stuff on the SharePoint, you know, make it look prettier, add in some more plugins, really get to know SharePoint and use it a lot better. I'm just your basic SharePoint, you know, technician. <laughs> I'm not an administrator. I'm not a designer or a developer. But in that one hour, I gave them enough answers that they were happy and they were like, good, we're, we're good to go. Um, they won't be doing their migration for the server till the end of the year, but, uh, I, I'm not sure if they're going to still do that or not, but we'll see. Um, a lot of people call me for quotes and call me six months later for migrations, but I also had a tip for them because they wanted to, um, have a plugin for outlook with their SharePoint also for the desktop users that they did have. And I recommended that product Harmon.ie. I've talked about it on some shows before, and um, it's a good plug-in product to to uh, to work with your SharePoint files within Outlook, and that's what they wanted for their, I think, their office staff. But the rest of the staff was all mobile, so that was helpful for them. Now, that one was a OneDrive job I took over to SharePoint. So just keep in mind that not everybody needs the OneDrive. And here's what I tried to tell people is, you know, you got a team of 10 people, everybody gets their own OneDrive account. That's for their own personal sharing of OneDrive files, like their own personal stuff. It's kind of like you're my documents, but for yourself in the cloud. So your phone can see it, your home computer, your travel laptop, whatever. The SharePoint is where you should be sharing and collaborating files. And just remember that SharePoint allows you to co-author documents as well. So two people can be an Excel file just you know, formulating away and making all the columns and tables they need at the same time. Okay, now the next job I had was a little bit easier for me because I know how to troubleshoot issues on the computer, thank goodness. But this client calls and says, I have a big OneDrive mess with five computers. Now, he was really doing it the proper way. The OneDrive was for him, but he had five computers, which I almost never get people doing that. And uh, he said his end goal was to share some of the files with one of his staff. But for right now, he just wanted to get this fixed. So I was like, well, good, let's just get this fixed and then we'll figure out a file share for you later. Well, what happened was on his master computer on his uh, at his office, he had actually, um, I believe, uploaded 30 gigs of data to the OneDrive and he said a lot of his problems were the other computers were not synchronizing 
So I do what I normally do when I remote into a computer is I spot check everything, you know. I look at the antivirus. I look at the hard drive space. I look at um, what's all happening kind of in the task manager and the system tray. And it found out that his 30 gigs was still stuck on about two gigs, not synced up yet. So he didn't know to look down in the tray to see that there was, uh, I think it was 1.8 gigs that was still trying to make it up to the cloud. And I said, aha. So I also noticed I had a little slow time remoting into his computer, which when I do all my remote jobs, I try to take note if it takes me longer to remote in because that means there's a sluggish internet issue because I usually remote in pretty quick. So I said to him, well, here's what we have is you're at your office and I bet you have the slowest internet possible because most offices do. And he goes, yes, I do have slow internet here. My home computer has really fast internet. And I said, we need to take all your data off this OneDrive here, let the server cycle so it all empties out, and then you go and upload this from your home computer. And he was like, oh, gotcha, he got it. And the good news is he had already like double, triple backed up this data. So it was very easy for us to log into the OneDrive on the browser and just delete all the files. Plus, I like doing it that way too because then they're in the recycle bin on the, on the cloud. But I said to him, so this is what we, we're going to do. Just a reminder, we're going to empty out the OneDrive and start um, upload from his home where it was faster. And then that'll be quick. And then the download should be better. He also did have a bunch of old data, which I told him uh, he should not update if he doesn't need to. I try to tell people, look, just because the cloud offers you the one terabyte in OneDrive doesn't mean you should put one terabyte up there, okay? I, I try to, my, my, my recommendations to clients is now only put up your working files. That's all you should need. The rest can be archived on an external hard drive or, or on your own computer backed up online with another tool, you know, and people aren't understanding that. So I take that time to train them to like, you know, only put up your work folders and save your, your cloud space because the synchronizing and especially is rough if you're traveling and hopping on different networks, you know, you don't want to have any problems with that. Once he got the training of how it all works, he was good to go. And that was a great one hour job. And that was the second job I did that day. Now the third job, oh boy, this one, it could actually be a full hour long conversation, but I'll shorten it. They called me. They said that their IT guy had uh, some struggles getting the OneDrive sync tool. Excuse me. They were doing SharePoint. It was a SharePoint sync tool, which is actually the OneDrive sync in the back end to work. So he had mapped some drives for them. And I was like, okay, so we've got some issues to deal with. Now, mapping the SharePoint, um, I used to do it all the time when, when the sync tool broke because years ago it broke all the time. So I said, let's map these drives. I figured out the science to it to keep them mapped. And many of my clients love the mapping because it's just like a little, you know, map drive. And, the, and I had to teach them how to fix it if it broke, which is basically you log into Internet Explorer, stay logged in, um, which, by the way, I have a video on YouTube if you want to learn how to map a SharePoint drive, which is kind of cool. But anyway, this client was like, look, we're paying for this SharePoint. We want it to work. We've Our tech couldn't get it to work or whatever. They worked with Microsoft. Microsoft couldn't get it to work. So then they called me. 
And I gave them all the expectations. I said, this is, you know, we got three different computers trying to sync one library. All the computers, actually I spent an hour with the, with the owner first, going through all the problems, making notes. Then I spent some time remoting into the other computers, looking at the operating systems, what libraries were working, what wasn't, because some people were using the share drive, some people were using, actually none of them were using the sync tool. Um, but one person was using the backup off a local network server. And so I had to figure out all this stuff first. And that took about an hour and a half for me just to figure out where I was going to go with this job. And after that is when I kind of took the client off the clock because I was like, this is going to be a lot of work. So the first computer I was in, this client's computer was giving me error after error when I was trying to download the sync tool. In fact, I had four different errors. In fact, I'm going to read them off to you right now because these were just not standard and they were very, um, in fact, they were very odd. The very first one I got was, um, you have a newer version of office installed. Now she had 2016 installed. Huh? What newer could we have? So I did a, uh, an update just to make sure I had all the updates that failed. And really it just said that you have to have the newer one. So that did not work. Then I got this error. The products we found in your account cannot be used to activate Microsoft OneDrive for business 2013. I didn't know where that came from. So then I had to troubleshoot that. And that's basically when I stripped down all the products and reverted back to 2013. So I thought maybe the sync tool would work. Still no joy. Then I tried after that, after I downgraded her, I tried to install it again. And OneDrive threw up an error. Windows cannot find uh, C colon, the username. Make sure you type the name correctly. And I'm like, oh my God, that's my fourth, third error. Then I got another error. Hold on, let me get my notes here. And this one finally was the final error that kind of put me in Okay, I got to figure this next step out. It says we couldn't sync this library. We cannot sync this library because it's too large. So that was my final one. I was happy I kind of got past the other errors though, okay? I did downgrade it to 13 and this is the error I got. So then I went back over to the other people's computers and I tried the, um, oh, hold on. I got to remember the whole name of it again. It was called the... One, OneDrive Next Generation Sync Client. It's supposed to be the end-all, be-all, holy grail of syncing, which I'm just going to let you know, failed. So I tried running that on another person's computer, and I got the same, we cannot sync this library, it's too large. So then I kind of had to tell the client, okay, let's dig further. We went into the SharePoint documents, site contents, and found that they had, I don't know, over 20,000 files, which... There was a limit, but then this new, this next gen sync tool was supposed to bypass that. Okay. It's supposed to, but it didn't. So then one of my friends, Lindai, who's on Twitter with me, she's a OneDrive uh, maniac. Me and her tried to troubleshoot this cause she's going to start working with me on these jobs. And lo and behold, she's like, okay, try this registry fix. Sent me all this information and I'm uh, not a fan of you know, changing the registry, but I did, I backed it up. I updated the registry with the fix. I did everything they said. 
and it didn't work. So at this point, I could tell that I was on like probably my second or third hour, you know, not in all one time, not in all one shot. This job ended up going, you know, a week or so. So I was like, okay, I'm getting frustrated now. <laughs> and then I started looking at the client's computer and I was like, okay, now we have something else to look at. What is the, I think the problem is the files, but her still wasn't, you know, I wasn't happy that she had, I think windows eight on there before. Why wouldn't the other sync tools not work? Um, why didn't this registry patch work? And so finally I told the client, here's our choices. We can take off everything from your SharePoint and start loading in things from scratch. And this hopefully will let the tool, you know, work. Well, that's when they said, look, we wanted this for everything to be in the cloud. And I said, I get it. And I feel so disappointed when the clients want their expectations of what they bought with the product. So I ended up um, scheduling a morning where I remoted into all the computers Everybody was gone and I got the mapping to work again. And the client was almost just so happy that the mapping worked that they didn't care about the sync tool. So this kind of leaves me in a position of, I, I really, um, I was talking to, you know, Lynn and she said that, she, you know, three hours was about right for troubleshooting each system for a broken OneDrive from her experiences. So I was like, well, maybe that's why I need to start quoting people if they want to get this to work. I mean, I still didn't even, I didn't get the, the excitement of getting it to work because the clients were just like wanting the, they just want the map drive and I get it. But I really was like, I really kind of want to troubleshoot it farther. But when it comes down to it, when you're in your client's computers and spending your time testing these, you know, OneDrive, you know, things that Microsoft gives you, you're, you're trying, but you're not really resolving the problem. I, I am torn. You know, so I did tell them like, look, this might break again, but I did show them how to get connected to their map drive again. And I did, you know, the ticket isn't hundred percent closed yet, but I did say, you know, look, if we have to do this all over, um, there's other things we have to do then. And to still try to get that dang sync tool to work. So I don't want to give up on the OneDrive or the SharePoint. It's just so, you know, I, I never get to really set it up from scratch. I always get called when there's problems. And if you're listening and you're a technician, you might get the same kinds of calls. Um, I still don't know where these techs that say, oh, we never have a problem with it. How they don't have problems with it when, you know, maybe they're just setting it up for the first time and not dumping in a terabyte of files and who knows. But um, if you would like to share a story with me about anything with OneDrive or SharePoint, please email me. I'd love to know more. I'd love to know if you've got, you know, your little procedure list of things you do so you don't have issues or, or what works for you when you troubleshoot. Because, um, you know, like for me, I, I just need to know more about it maybe or need to pass it off to Lynn. I'm not sure. You know, I, the other two jobs I felt were awesome, but this last one I just didn't get to troubleshoot it to the end. <laughs> and I felt kind of defeated, but... Well, anyway, um, again, you can email me, Lisa, at callthatgirl.biz. All right, folks, I think that's kind of the show today. Um, if you, let's see here, I want to thank our friends over at App River for sponsoring the show. Remember to let them know you are a listener of my show to bypass the 10-seat limit. I talked about it on the last show that they have changed their policies to have a 10-seat minimum, 
And for a lot of you folks like me, uh, sometimes you only have one person you want to migrate. So if you tell them that you're a, a listener of the Call That Girl show, that they will let you have the one seat minimum. And you can, um, excuse me, contact Steve Harris, sharris at appriver.com. I also want to take a minute to thank Matt for being on the show with me and discussing the computer business breakthrough. Just to let you know that Matt, his um, his WordPress business, he is available for hire if you need someone to step in and do an hour or two of work on your WordPress site. I have him available. I mean, I just say, hey, Matt, I need some help with some things. And he's pretty fast and responsive about I hate to say it, but he's a WordPress technician. <laughs> That's what I'm going to call him today. So if you have a WordPress site that you just need some help now and again, you can definitely hire him to help and check out his, um, check out the notes in the, sh- in the, in the show notes there. I'll put out his, uh, his podcast information, his website, and you can contact him for any WordPress help or, uh, talk about his, uh, tech site builder as well. Okay, so if you have a story you want to share, want to be on the show, make sure you contact me, Lisa, at callthatgirl.biz. And uh, you can check out the show notes at callthatgirl.biz slash office365. This has been a Heyman Hendrickson production, audio supported by Mitch Heyman. Thanks, folks, and see you next week.